The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As we do, and you should be doing every day, you should stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth. Now, let me tell everyone this. I usually count in my head to the count of five before I release, but we'll be here all day. But that's something you need to think about. And repeat, I am a winner, I am a champion, and I am unstoppable. Why? That's how you speak to yourself. You start whether you want to use incantations, mantras, they call them, whatever it is. If you've been following me for the last five months with all the changes I am making internally, because that's where you develop, inside, not outside, keep following. Believe me, and you should say this. All throughout the day. The minute you wake up, your feet hit the floor. Get into the rhythm of speaking to yourself in a positive manner. And if people don't like it or they don't understand it, too bad. Start making your way. And we'll get into more and more of this like we have been. Also, too, go out to uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com. My one product right now, Winners and Champions, Inc., That's 14 modules with a lot of the stuff we do here at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. Um, There's a lifetime of uh, material there. And believe me, we can't do everything at once, but there's plenty of things we do do. So if you want to really go and be the best you can be, go out and check out that product. Also, investment in the FBC and M&M. It's prosperity consciousness. That's what we call it. And that's on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. When you invest $25, $50, or $100, it goes right to my PayPal account. You will get something for each investment, okay? But the thing is, you're investing in a company that is just starting to blow holes through everything. And you know my thing. I'm out doing work. There's other things going on here to bring in more income. But if you really love what you do, you're going to do what you need to do to not only survive, but to look forward. We don't look in the rearview mirror here. We look forward, and you need to do that in your life too, believe me, and you will succeed. Also, too, go out to motivationandmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. We've got, and I'll bring him in momentarily, we've got a brand-new person who's come into the FBC M&M family. His name is John Oden. Um We'll have a great show. That's the way it is with new people coming in here. As I told John, we want to introduce you and bring you in, and we hope you stay here for a lifetime. So I'll be bringing in John shortly. But when you do that and you go out and look at our 1,000 shows almost in four years, you know, we'll be adding John now in there. And it's just incredible the amount of material that we have here. It is unbelievable.
out to uh, MotivationMuscle.com and sign up for a free newsletter. It goes right to my MailChimp account, and away we go. Any type of content I put out, you're going to get. Also, too, once again, investment in motivation and muscle. Um, it's uh, all set up on the webpage there. You can call me. That's the only way I will talk to you unless you live in my area. I will go and meet you. Um, I just feel that, you know, email and things like that are all right for little things. But when you're out talking to people that you want to strike up 30 years with, you speak with them directly or you meet them. That's the way it is. That's the correct way to do business. Also, too, go out to um, – our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. As I said, I love bringing new people in here. This is what it's all about. Um, you know, as we grow, we're going to be meeting up with probably names maybe you've never heard of, and then you're going to hear the names that, holy cow, I remember him when I was a kid. That's what's happening here. And the way we're going, we are all over the map. But what I'm doing is... I'm bringing it all to a head, too. All right? I know what I want to do with the company. We're not a one-trick pony. And this is another example of how we're growing. So let me give you a little information on John before I bring him in. Number one, strong first level two kettlebell instructor, NSCA certified strength and conditioning specialist, and certified trainer. Now, it's, it's really interesting because John also has background in the Highland Games, and I believe that's where I saw him initially. And, you know, we have a lot of guys in here who do Highland, and obviously the main guy, Francis Brebner, who's a great friend to me and the family and everybody. But also John's background, he includes 15 years of personal training. He's a strength, he's a strength coach, and he has clinical experience in physical therapy and cardiac rehabilitation so with no with no further ado john welcome to the m&m family it's an honor to have you on sir and um anything that i missed any websites why don't you give it out and uh we will get into uh welcome to the family my friend hey eric thanks uh appreciate the opportunity to be here awesome energy uh, I, I you know john you know one thing when you love something how are you ever going to turn it off you know that <laughs> no doubt that that's the thing man and it's like you know i had um um karina and jason guybon before who own immune shine and she was saying to me she goes I, she goes i just can't get over the way you are she goes you know i'm sitting here and she goes i'm i'm like getting high wired just listening to you well <laughs> that's the idea of everything and there's you know that's the one thing we've been called authentic myself included there's no games here. If you were sitting across from me and we were having a meal, it might even be a little more a animated. But, you know, like I said, uh, got to watch language, and um, you don't need that type of language to get your point across. I think a lot of times it makes you look pretty ignorant. So um, that's a deal here. Um, anything, uh, websites, anything like that you want to put out, John? Sure. Uh, yeah. My business is called Empowered Strength, so I think that will uh, resonate with your audience and um i have a youtube channel under empowered strength and all of my i do a fair amount of online with my business and with my kind of personal accounts with uh you know facebook and instagram sure. so i love love sharing the you know the message of strength and the uh you know empowering process you know uh, attainable by by anybody on their on their level where you know meeting them where they are is what we always you know like to say too and um you know showing them the tools and the education and yep. you know, that journey too 
You know, we got into this the other day with the show I did with John Rockman Johnson. And it was really interesting because I think a lot of people miss the point. And I understand, uh, I, I don't know if I want to say the intimidation of, like, social media with a lot of people or you've had bad coaches, trainers, whatever you want to designate it as. And, you know, I've had people come here and they're like, well, I'm interested in stones or sandbags or whatever, but, you know, I can't lift a 400-pound stone. I said, do you think I walked in and lifted a 400-pound stone? And any of these people out there telling you how great they are or whatever it is, I got news for you. Unless they were some type of freak of nature, which happens very rarely, nobody started where they are today. And believe it or not, John, there's a lot of people out there that either never thought of it or they don't get it that way what you know as a trainer as a coach as a guy that's in the thick of things and i'll ask you really the 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 first question but i want your comments what's your feeling out there generally Are, are a lot of people very confused i mean obviously i refer to everything as physical culture but is there still, with all the information we got, I think, I, I got to tell you, a lot of people I met, they seem dumbed down more. But go ahead, take it away. Yeah, that's a great topic. I, uh, you know, I'm here in Bend, Oregon. I was in more of a blue-collar, you know, mill town. And nothing, nothing wrong with that. But uh, breath of fresh air, you know, 2014 when I started, you know, I say I retired kind of affectionately from the, you know, clinical world. Yep. And um, there's, there was definitely a big shift, and I think it was part of – I think it's, it's the internet for better or worse. The information's out there. Um, but there's a lot of good things going on. There's a lot like you speak of, and I, I love to say physical culture. That's that's really what I am or what I want to be even even more than ever, looking at the history, yep. having information, and uh, being able to, to share that. But it doesn't have to take on – you know, one one specific niche, or you know, I'm a I'm a Highland Games athlete, I'm a strength athlete, I'm you know whatever. But knowing that the that center point of of good movement, getting our bodies up off of our computers, uh, having that you know body mind connection, all those things. So I I definitely believe it's getting better. But there is kind of that shift. There's that breakdown. The ha- kind of the haves and have nots, or the, the people that get it and don't, because there's plenty of those just. You know, desk workers and people just yeah. going through the grind, and we're all busy, busy, busy. I'm so busy. Um, you know, and I say busy is a choice. I say that to myself every day too. But you know, at the same time, it, I get it. I I can um, you know relate, and I and I can uh, you know share that journey with with Joe Blow, who just you know is willing to put in that basic effort to really get to that level. You know, we call it our strength standards and our yeah. game our empowered standards, and then our game changer standards. So people. That want just the uh, you know nice baseline of, of putting in the minimal e- effort to get the maximal return. Like what is enough to live an empowered life and you know not have trouble getting up the stairs when they're you know forty or eighty eight or whatever. Um, yeah. All those yeah. all those things. So uh, what, yeah. you know what, it, John? You know what it is too though. What I found a lot with a lot of this stuff we do here and it. it you know, a lot of it's not new, but a lot of it is not done right, in my opinion. And um, here's the deal. I've had more people here, especially a lot of kids that play football, because, you know, I, my brother-in-law is a, a head football coach for a big suburban high school here. And they've adopted a lot of the strongman stuff to the point where 
you know, lawyers got to be in everything. So obviously we can't mess around too much with like, say, an Atlas Stone or whatever, because should they get hurt, we know what happens. And, you know, they got the tires and the farmer's walks and all that stuff. But what I found with kids and even adults that kind of been, you know, uh, off the grid for a while, so to speak. Um, and we got into this the other day, and, you know, people throw that word primal around a lot. I don't know. I do believe a lot of this um, odd lifting, we could call it, or whatever, really is in your DNA. Um, and I've seen many people that you wouldn't think would even go near this stuff start out with some light sandbags and obviously progress to stones. And most of them aren't going to be um, competitive, and that's all right. But what I find with, after they kind of get over the fear of this stuff, it really seems the the bell goes off. It's like the blood, whatever's going on, suddenly we've turned that screw in and it's working. And I just see with my nieces and nephews the way they gravitate you know, I've built sandbags for them. They're, you know, they're 11 and 8 now. And teaching them how to just do grip work on the end of a picnic table and things like that. You don't, I don't, you know, and the barbell to me will always be it. But what I'm saying is this type of training, if you give it a chance and you have somebody that really knows what they're doing, I, I think it's one of the most beneficial things you could ever do in your life. Go ahead and comment on any of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's I totally believe it's in it's in our DNA, and I yep. I can relate to that same my, myself. You know, actually more than ever, uh, all the the stones of strength and seeing the uh, culture, whatever you want to say, rise up again. I I love it more than ever. Yeah, and uh, just pick you know deadlifting, doing those like you said those primal moves, and you know seeing it in the right context and you know, levels, uh, at, at all ages and seeing a, a young kid, you know, yep. come in, come in, uh, you know, that one of the very young kids of one of our gym members having to go over and trying to pick up the medicine balls, you know, this, sure. this year old kid trying and having perfect form and going over and encouraging him to try and at yep. all levels. So I, I totally agree. It transcends all that. We have, you know, a lot of different, uh, you know, odd, odd lift type stuff. Of course, we're a big, big kettlebell focused gym, but we're not, married to one implement and we have a lot of heavy sandbags you know up to several hundred pounds of of sandbags so uh, we have it real approachable and we all love to lift and carry and oh yeah uh, yeah everybody feels good you just feel better doing that and it's you know of course uh, a lot safer than some other tools and i just don't think there's anything better than picking something heavy out the ground and uh and carrying it and and lifting in one way or another so totally agree with you i'll tell you what we've said on so many shows i wish i knew this when i was like nine ten years old <laughs> yeah um, I because i think i would have been a hell of a lot better i mean now you know more than ever that, that you did at nine or ten but it's great to be able to pass it along to family and friends well i'm going to ask you the first question i always ask everybody what influenced you and it can be anything here it was my brother jimmy who had muscular dystrophy and passed away in the incredible hulk what influenced you, friends, family, fathers, mothers, comic books? What got you into physical culture, John? <laughs> That's a good question. I've, I've thought about that many times, and I, I've just—it's so innate, such a something I was born with. But I—I I yep. think the the show He Man probably what yeah. what got me. It like this this muscular thing is just so cool. Yep. 
And and I've never I, I just kind of thought about that the other day and, and just you know all this you know barbaric primal kind of stuff. Yep. And uh, then then seeing you know bodybuilding, seeing like the old Schwarzenegger stuff, and I I was more influenced by the muscle, you know, gaining muscle. And of course, the strength is part of that, and just just moving the body and doing you know being fit, um, yeah. having having all that part of it. So uh, I don't know. Other than that, it, there was just so little information back in those days. I'm I'm old school enough. I'm 38, so yep. Yep. you know I remember a time before the internet and reading. You know, just I guess just I just think it's like you said, it's in my it's in my blood. But unfortunately, at that time, um, you know, as many uh, as many of your listeners know, I'm sure. Uh, was so much influenced by bodybuilding for better yeah. or worse. We we didn't even touch, you know, we did, thankfully we did barbells, we squatted, we did right. some reversions right. to cleans even in our high school gym, but I don't think we ever did that. I was just thinking about that today. We did not have a deadlift, you know, we would, we would play around with the deadlift, but we thought, you know, like 300 pounds, we thought was just this epic deadlift or something. And it's just yep. like, man, that's what our strong ladies are doing in our, in our gym now. It's nuts. It's just uh, it's just funny to think back. We didn't have it in our curriculum, so no, no. Uh, and you know the interesting thing was too was I will say one thing. At least the bodybuilders back, you know, when we're going back as far as Grimmick, okay? Yeah. These guys, these guys had usable power. Now I know a lot of people say, well, I always hear the name Dorian Yates. Well, yeah, definitely, but. I don't think the – well, I don't know what a lot of them are doing because I don't follow bodybuilding. But I'm just going back. We're talking like Arnold and Sergio and Metzers, you know, Metzers and all those guys. Um, Platts, all of them. I mean, we're talking some strong dudes. Chuck Sipes, all that stuff, you know. Different time, different era. But these guys, too, you know, I remember reading a lot of stuff. I mean, they could be doing Olympic lifting. And then an hour and a half later, they're on stage in their posing trunks, okay? Right. So it was a different thing. It was the same way we've done shows where, you know, bars were a place where you showed off your strength in the back room. You know, yeah. bending yeah. bottle caps now that most of us probably couldn't even move. I mean, they're not like they are. But the point of the matter is, different time, yep, we didn't have the internet, but you know, I can remember guys in my neighborhood before I started literally going to a gym when I started training in my cellar. Um, there were guys always walk around. Now, I think about today, about them, and I'm sure they'd still be strong, but here's the two things they always had, huge arms and pecs. If I had to go look at them today, I'd be like, where the hell did your legs crawl off to? You know, like yep. that. It's like, you know, that's the whole thing, but... It's very interesting how, as a kid, you put things together in your head and, and, you know, you decide what you want to do and all that. But, you know, we had met a lot of good people along the way from these old YMCAs and on. So I think we got a little bit better jump than a lot of kids because a lot of these guys were into, like, the heavy dumbbells. And, yes, they were deadlifting. Bent row was usually their big forte. They they used to like to do benches, but they used to do these big uh, like dumbbell handle benches, you know, flat benches and things like that. So had a little bit different exposure at times to different things, which was great. Um, obviously, uh, you're a kettlebell guy. We know you're a Highland Games guy and everything. Um, tell us a little bit about kettlebells. Um, you know, the pros that, you know, why did you get in kettlebells? I know we talked a little, about, a little bit about our mutual friend Kelly Manzone, but Give everybody a little bit of the breakdown of the kettlebell and, and training with them and how you proceed with that endeavor. Sure. 
Yeah, I think, and I, I had been exposed again, kind of the more traditional bodybuilding, and and I, of course, I always wanted to be strong, and you know, lots of traditional barbell work, but um, especially going through a back injury, yep. 2011, I I had done some kettlebell work, just kind of dabbled and bought some bells, but it was actually my Highland Games experience. I was looking for a bridge between the gym and Highland Games and something I could take out to the field. So I think just seeing a combination of things out there, seeing what uh, Dan John was doing with, with yep. kettlebells and Highland Games. So he was a big influence in the, in the excuse me, at that time. And um, it just looked like something unique. I, I've just kind of gravitated. Always, I, Again, I've always loved the barbell. I'm never going to stop lifting a barbell. But uh, the odds and ends and, and some of those um, unique features – um, so some of the pros specifically that I've seen in my you know years of, of kettlebell training have been uh, more approachable to some people. I think it's just easier to train, easier to get people moving well with the bell. Um, doesn't mean we don't go to the barbell, but say on a, a deadlift or, or teaching a, a kettlebell deadlift yeah. versus yeah. the barbell, it's just it's just a more natural place and it's not as intimidating. We kind of you know in an, in a nice way trick people to lifting more than they think they probably did with these head we have up to you know a 203 pound kettlebell so wow anybody yeah. who wants to argue you can't get strong with kettlebells uh has not you know lifted done a bunch of stuff with like double 48 kilo kettlebells sure. 160 bells you're 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 working with some strength there and again it's not taken away and i'm not absolutely married to the kettlebell but just seen some great things and it's been a great you know let's say addition to even my training i've always i've always gone i love just, just body weight training given itself so i do different phases of of training so i just like to make sure people know uh you know i'm not absolutely just a i don't like to be labeled as just a kettlebell guy but it is a main you know main tool that that we use well and we're always honing and you know, yeah. developing that that strength from the ground up lots of you know, turkish get-ups and yep um, just a, a goblet squat. I mean, anybody yep. who wants to argue that it's, you need to put a barbell on somebody's back before you teach them a, a goblet squat or just a good bodyweight squat and things yep. like that, um, I think they're they're missing that order of operations. But no, um, I agree with you, and I'll tell you this: you know, you made a great point. You know, whatever it takes to get someone moving, to get them in a physical culture. Um, if you can do it with a kettlebell and then move them along into whatever you want to do or they stay with it and keep capitalizing on it, that's my point with everybody. There's too many people that just want to go down one 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 lane all right, and stay there. Maybe that will work for you, but not everybody is constructed to do that. You've got to have a few things in your arsenal where, okay, maybe this isn't going to work out. What are we going to go to next you know, we don't want to be skipping and jumping all over because that's not going to do a client any good. You're never going to stick with anything then. But my point is maybe the barbell just doesn't work for them right now. Maybe they're just not physically set up for it yet. The kettlebell, maybe we throw in some swings and see what happens. Or like you said, a goblet squat. All right? These are yep. the things that that get people moving. And the biggest thing is you're building confidence. You know, we talked about... Before we came on, I, or we may have hit it in the beginning, we were talking about, especially Charlie Oliphant with the Art Blair Stones from Scotland. Charlie's one of the nicest people I've ever not only done shows with, but, you know, a big supporter. And I love what he does. And, I mean, they were there at the gathering for the first time, which if you're not familiar with it, you should go out and look it up. The great Stevie Shanks runs the whole thing. He's an incredible guy. And that's lifting the Dinny Stones. Well, they had the Ard Blairs, which are basically Atlas Stones. I think they go from 30 or 40 
up to 335, and you load them on the old, uh, you know, the old wooden barrels, the old school stuff. And also to our pal Martin Janzik was there giving the demonstration. They literally brought the inverse stone to it. So the thing that I really appreciate what Charlie's doing among everyone is he's getting kids and all different genres of adults doing this. Now, look. We don't know if these kids or adults or anything are going to do it ever again after they leave that field. But I will tell you this, probably the majority of them will. And we are creating an atmosphere through stones, through groups of people all together and pushing one another. You are creating these kids that are accomplishing things that, you know, 15 minutes ago they weren't even thinking about or they were intimidated by it. John? I think I'm losing you. Yeah, no, uh, the microphone, it says, uh, changed. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on here with this. I don't know. I just said said poor uh, poor quality. Yeah, it's it's talking Uh, that the microphones are changing, and I don't know why. Well, let's keep going. I hope this didn't just... uh, Do you want me to go on ahead with a headset worth worth trying or not? I don't think I'd do that. Let let me... um, let me look at something real quick. We'll keep talking. Um, but what I'm saying, uh, sure. uh, looks like we got internet problems. Ah, this is no good. Mm. Let me. Uh, can I get out here? It's it's probably um, no. It's it's showing everything here. It looks all right. Um, I can hear you fine now. I think we're okay. We're well, it, was, it, it was like a yep. blip, but we'll just keep going. I mean, it's recording, so we'll just keep rolling. Um, okay. But like I said, um, what we see here is, you know, we're seeing kids suddenly doing things that they had never done before, and they're being coached properly. They're being given positive direction, and as I said, you know, when you see these kids, I've had other people tell me, you know, they got to grin from ear to ear. Let me tell you, folks, you can think what you want about any of this stuff. But the bottom line is when you can get a son or daughter or even an older man or woman doing things like this, there. tell me whether it's not a win-win anywhere. There is nothing negative about it. Now, You'll have somebody obviously say to me, well, what if they drop this stone on your foot? Well, if you do that, you know, I hate to say you deserve it. Maybe you don't, but you know what I mean? It's just like that's why you have people all around you. And I just feel at this point, you know, we're talking kettlebells. We're talking barbells. We're talking sandbags. We're talking stones. There is not anything but a win-win with all this because when you can take and create – Human beings who suddenly say, you know what, I like that. I want to start doing more of it. Guess what? We've got another one in the physical culture. Go ahead and comment on any of that, John. But I just think what we do, that's why I call everything physical culture now because I'd be calling everything ten different names, is this is an opportunity with what we do and people that are hungry and want to learn and want to get in shape, this is a great way to get them right in. Go ahead and take it. Yeah, that, I totally agree. Just that approach or that more real life kind of you know, old man yeah. strength yep. and just the the mental, you know, like you're, you're saying, the boost or that 
uh, you know, like we, our, our, our word is empowered. So I'm just going to use that again too, just that empowering process of, of making it approachable, finding something that's, that's doable, but enough of a challenge, always that, that kind of nice yeah. sweet spot there. And, and also I, I just to kind of take a, a little off of that too. And, uh, some kind of skill, something that it doesn't come that, that easy, but it's enough of a, of a challenge that, um, you know, like for me with the, the Mace and yeah. Indian clubs yep. and, and tools that have this deep history to say, you know, wow, I'm not good at that. Or the, the stones, uh, in Scotland that I was able to do some, uh, lifting on the side of my Highland games events and, and definitely the Highland games in itself. Um, just thinking of that, uh, yep. that skill area of saying, well, I'm not good at that yet. When having the right approach, having enough of that support around you, or just just that belief, hopefully that comes from within, and that's that was my journey. I was I was not a natural. I'm kind of a 98 pound weakling. I was a for for the strength community. I was very um, you know under undersized, you could say at you know around yeah. 200 pounds. and didn't have any massive gym numbers, but enough athleticism and term, determination. And I know you mentioned that earlier on too. No one probably came out of the gate. And is able to lift unless there's some just total freaking yeah. nature, really big stone for kids or any adult, anybody to see, uh, see that problem, understand, have somebody, hey, it's okay, you're lifting a 35 pound stone today. We can progress, and it doesn't, it doesn't even matter where the end result is. It's that journey and improvement, the challenge. So I know that's what you're, you know. Yeah, I mean, well. the, the whole thing here is this. I've always said I don't care if you can lift a 50 pound stone or a 350 pound stone. The idea here is to bring you in to motivation muscle, to whether you want to go and work with somebody, that is up to you, or you want to go along here and just grab data. Go out and do what you feel you need to do. I would say I would never go out and do any attempts with anything that could be so dangerous it could hurt you or kill you, literally. But one thing I do believe about what we do with everything here is this. We talked about the DNA structure. We talked about, okay, is this harking from days of old? Um, one thing I like to do here, I have a program. I haven't released it, but we call it the hard hat program. And you made reference to old man strength, and this is like what it is. And we do a lot of drills with wheelbarrows loaded. We have one drill where we'll have 30 stones of varying sizes. We might only walk them because you got to walk them and lift them. Um, you might only go 10 feet. Well, when you're moving stones of excess of anywhere from 50 to 430 pounds, you're you're going to be hurting. And I try to get the early ones. And if you wait too long, you're dragging them 10 feet. Now, when there's not much left, and see, the thing is, you got to bring them back, too. So you could be, end up being out there with 30 stones for two hours, for all I know. The point of the matter is, is this <laughs> what you hit perfectly, John, was this. I think what we do, all forms of it, is more demanding than anything out there. I don't call this a sport because I call it physical culture. I watch sports sometimes. I, I don't have a big appetite for it anymore. Um, I don't care, you know, basketball, football, whatever, you know, football. Yep. We know what they do out on the field, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the deal. Take your best football player and have him take 30 stones going all the way to over 400 pounds and have him only go 10 feet. Uh, and people are, ah, that's not much. Really? Do all those varying stones. Cause 
until the point where you can't pick them up anymore, you have to pick them up and walk them. And you can't throw them. We make you stack them as high as you can go, and then you go the next to it and stack them again. There is a method to this madness here. But here's what I'm going to tell everybody. You train like that, you get a young kid, a football player or whatever. I've trained some of them. And I've trained one guy that I took from 278 pounds of, he looked like he was nine months pregnant, down to 223 or 224 in like a year, doing most of that program. It was mostly doing all the hard hat material that we use. We did use swings, too, as warm-ups, and a lot of old-school John McKean um, body weight movements that all came from Dr. Leonard Schwartz. And if anybody's ever ha- heard of heavy hands, this guy wrote material that would blow your mind what to do, and it wasn't just heavy hands. So the point I'm trying to make here is this. You want some really strong uh vitality you want some athletes that can put the rubber to the road that's the way to go that is the way to go are you going to be working barbell stuff in too i would never get rid of the basics a squat um a deadlift or bent row it doesn't necessarily have to be a deadlift and obviously i I like benching when your back is flat and we do everything out of the rack anyways so there's no rebound but I love overhead. And you give me anything. Logs, dead starts out of the rack. Um, I love big, fat dumbbells, all that kind of stuff. That stuff motivates you, man. That like I'm thinking of stuff in my head that's firing off right now. Like I can see me right now pressing a big two-inch handle dumbbell. You know why? Because the visual, folks, it looks like a mini truck axle. Go ahead, John. It's all yours, brother. Oh yeah, I totally, I totally agree and can relate. And it made me think of when you talk about especially the overhead pressing. What what led me into kettlebells? And again, talking you know where I was with my back yeah. injury and really getting exposed to the strong first principles. Uh, but when you know Pavel just does this really well in in the old RKC and his old upbringing, putting putting standards out there. And when he when I saw that half body weight strict press for the kettlebell, if you're familiar with. Uh, the rite of passage and some of these programs that were, were old school, but it was a half body weight press center, and that's our standard for level yep. two just to get certified. Uh, so that real strict, you have to you have to clean the bell up into the rack nicely, and people get really stuck on that. The the bell will you know roll oh, yeah. all around and it gets when that wrist gets caught back. So that skill and then that application of strength and stability was just a a really cool challenge. And I actually thought it would be way easier than I, I'm like, Oh, that's only half body weight. So I'm just going to go after that. And I was, I was quite a bit heavier at the time. I was uh, more like two, two forty or so. And now I'm a leaner, you know, all around kind of packaged around two, you know, I sit around two ten, two fifteen these days. Um, But I still love that anything pressing overhead. I, I totally agree, but uh, that kettlebell press for me just does it. I love I love the, some of the log oh, stuff yeah. and and of course the barbell and uh, Olympic lifts. I'm I'm much more that kind of odd, like I said, the odd implements and the more the twitchy kind of kind of um, explosive stuff is more my my yeah, draw I mean, too. Hell, you throw a caber. I mean, that's 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 the thing. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's big stuff. Let me ask you this. So this is interesting. You know, you had the lower back injury. How much did the kettlebells you feel uh, created a response to where you were able to get back in the game? 
Oh, it was just totally the right time, yep. right place. Um, having a good, um, my physical therapist, um, that I was working, um, in the clinic with too, just having been exposed. And I actually got the exposure to different kettlebell methodologies. I, I got some sport influence, even though I'm not much of a sport guy or don't really have the interest in the competition side of kettlebells. I, he, he wasn't just married to the absolute hard style principles, but I got a really deep, you know, deep understanding like, oh, this is how you do a swing. This is how you do a get up. This is a, this is the programming piece, not just as a, as a sideshow yep. novelty or just something as a warm up. Even though it's totally fine. If people want to use the kettlebell as a warm up or supplementary, that's, that's okay. But you can't judge the programming or you can't say, oh, a get up, you know, beyond a certain place or using a Turkish get up is useless at some point and you know maybe it is for you in your training i just hear that sure. from some of the highland games community here I've, I've always been you know i, I kind of defend that stance a little bit say you haven't if you haven't used it for you know the full program or the intended kind of result but for average especially for for that gpp you know that physical sure. preparedness piece it's it's just hard to beat and how accessible, like right now I'm, I'm about to go do my kettlebell. It's called simple and sinister plan, which is just swings and getups. It's just so easy, but you know, you using that 48 kilogram kettlebell yeah. and going for that, yep. that standard of, of, um, you know, time is, is my choice for kind of more humane, kind of manly conditioning. Sure. If you want to call it that or something, sure. it can fit a lot of pieces. So, you know, I could, I could go on about the bell, but, um, this is nice to kind of No, I think it's great. And I'll tell you one thing. I don't think there's much out there that can beat a swing when you know how to do it correctly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, an I exceptional, it. exceptional movement. Um, let's talk a little bit about Highland Games. Um, how long were you in it? How long are – obviously, you're still in it. Um, what were the factors <laughs> that got you interested in, uh, you know, 56, tossing the caber, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I got into it in uh, 2004, so I'm, I guess, the most proud, you know, thing I can say, I guess, is just that longevity piece or coming back, finding different ways back into the sport and different ways to stay uh, refreshed and motivated and, you know, healthy doing it. I, I, it's a big win at the end of my season now to, to walk away and uh, be, you know, yeah. pain-free, injury-free now. That wasn't always the case, so I got started – well, actually, the hospital I worked for at the time, we had just a small team, a Scottish, you know, community event kind of thing, and just kind of got roped into this, and and just really did not have any exceptional ability at all. I was I was basically good at the 56 over a bar, and good I mean is in you know very beginner good. It's funny to think how 11 feet was like a a big deal for me to throw this you know weight over bar, and then you know within a couple of years it was up to 15 feet. And then learning to to spin with it and and throw throw that thing for distance, um, it just took a long time. I had a long learning curve, but you know, proud to say it didn't it didn't come easy. And I had to go seek out. It's it's a small world, and there wasn't the technology back then. Uh, but I had to go, you know, go, basically go look for you know, seek out sure. coaching, seek out information, and it really saved me at that time. I was just like we had talked about, kind of just kicking around. I was always I knew I was going to stay active and healthy and you know, with my background in extra, I'm like, I'd be a fraud right, if I stopped right. training. But but the typical gym stuff was just not doing it for me. So it really came at an awesome time in that 2004 range where, the, you know, there's got to be something else. I, you know, it just led me into the, again, the kettlebell and like, you know, you, you use and allude to that physical culture piece of let's do something different. Let's learn the yep. Olympic lifts. So it was right before CrossFit. So I can, I can say I was doing those things in, in commercial gyms and people are just looking at me. What like, are you what, doing? What right. the heck is right. that? Well, it's a barbell yep. snatch, and this is an Olympic 
lift and this is a this is a deadlift and and all these these uh, thrower thrower tools that are uh, just just traditional awesome lifts so it just it revived me and then it's it kind of broke me down again too in one way or another so having to, to find my I like to say kind of my relationship with the barbell again too now I'm back and uh, more excited than ever about hitting some deadlift PRs and being able to deadlift pain free just always gives me that uh, element of gratitude because that was a lift that just bothered me and some of the um, any you know picking something heavy off the ground for quite a while was just something that uh, uh, just aggravated yeah. things and was frustrating. I didn't know if I could do you know I felt like anything over 400 pounds on my deadlift was just my back was just gonna you know buckle and not be able to sustain that and now having you know more coaching eyes and pieces it's like I, I like to share that message that I can you know pull heavier than ever and and I'm not getting any younger either so it's it's possible if you're determined as well. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, yeah, granted, you had you had some serious injury, but you were smart enough to have the fortitude to go out and learn. And see, that's where most people fall off the bridge. They, uh, you know, I understand it. We've all had injuries, but a lot of people take it way too serious mentally, and they can't see the future. And a lot of I, I've had friends of mine that were great lifters. They got hurt a few times and they quit. And I said, quit. Yeah, exactly. I said, you've been doing it over 20 years and you're quitting. It's not worth it anymore. You know, I won't be able to walk in five years. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? You quit now, you probably won't be walking in five years. All right? So, um, I, I don't right. – um, I'm not saying I'm cold to people. But I think people shortchange themselves because I think they're a lot better than what they've been told or they think. And that's why when we talk about I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable, and people say to me, that doesn't work. I said, well, I guess it won't work because you're already coming in with that type of thought pattern. But remember this, everything you've been doing your whole life is repetition. Now, you can repeat something to change what's going on or you can stay with the same old thing and then you know i get this a lot i've you know on and off you know well if you're doing this this and this how come you're not making this this and this already and how come you have to go out and do this and raise money here i said have you ever had a business let alone two no no hello hello well i said then how the hell would you know what i'm doing and they either get very offended with me or they pretty much don't speak to you much anymore. And you know what I've come up with more than anything is this, folks. People that would turn their back on you like that are who are quote-unquote could be family or friends you've known for years. Let's be honest with you. They probably never were your friends, man. They pro- You know, I'm the kind of guy that I won't cut and run on anybody unless there's something dishonest or I just don't feel they're really pulling their weight. Otherwise, I'll stay with you like a loyal pit bull would. All right, but you don't see that a lot anymore. And one thing I try to stress to everyone, well, I don't say the word try because there is no try here. We do. Um, is this not only is that deep-seated belief, you know, you have in your health, yourself, you have to have that because you're not going to make it, man, if you don't. But the thing is, you know, tough times don't last. Tough people do. That's a book. Um, not only that, it's just like what happens today, you got a fresh start tomorrow. That was today. That was yesterday. It's in the rearview mirror. If you have to deal with it, deal with it and be done with it. This is what physical culture does for you if you learn it and understand it. And I'll never know it all 
I'll leave the earth without ever. And most of us are like that. And I'm okay with that. But boy, oh boy, what I know works and what it does to me mentally, physically, and spiritually, let me tell you something. I've played a lot of sports. There is nothing that matches a barbell or a sandbag or a kettlebell or a damn stone, let me tell you. Steve Jack changed my life forever when I saw that film of him in Iceland in the early 90s with the Husafell Stone. And Steve was on here multiple times, and we lost Steve this year to pancreatic cancer. And I believe he was maybe mid-50s, a little bit older. What a loss. I mean, we've lost so many great ones this year. But Steve had um, quite an effect on me. And I'm telling you right now, folks, if you can find a guy like John or myself or any of the people on this show, and you can get intertwined with them and want to work, you're going to make out. And you're going to make out in your private life, too, because there is no difference to me. You know, I always say this, John, and I'll give it right to you. Just because I don't have a barbell or a stone attached to me, that doesn't mean it's not with me all the time. And people look at me like, you're out of your mind. No, I'm not out of my mind, folks. It's with you all the time. Go ahead, John. Comment on anything. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's that's so true. That's just in in my you know in my blood and in the culture you know i can i can um you know share that too that i take a lot of pride in our in our gym members our yep. culture you know the education piece and that like you said that longevity but that consistency piece i think that's lost in a lot of um you know people that they burn out on one i don't like to pick on any particular methods of training but that burnout yeah. rate and or, or trying to do it all on their own they go to you know, Planet Fitness right. or something like that, and just go through the machines, just wander around. Like you're missing so much of the the value in that heart and soul, as you you know so eloquently put it. That passion of what it's all about, and uh, I just, I just, it's so natural to talk about with my gym members. So to see people in the progress year to year now, having you know having a nice culture we built over the last. Uh, four four years just here in Bend when I you know officially right. started up to really work with people long term and say you know that it's it's like the, that Woody Allen quote uh, I think it is eighty percent is just showing you up it. you show up yep. here we're gonna get something done and we're gonna you know the the saying get you know, did you get better today is what uh, what I'm all about too I have that um, you know that saying too did you, some way or another you can get better maybe it's not always a physical win but you learned a different um, you know, something technical with your deadlift or you learn to, to show up in that adver- adversity time or you weren't feeling 100 percent, but you showed up and you and you did it to know that we're not going to just slam the gas every time in, in our sessions. You just show up, come as you are, bring, you know, bring a good attitude and, and uh, bring the team up. But um, that's that's our culture. And it's not an elitist, um, you know, overly intense culture, I would say, but it's definitely we're showing up with that intention. We have a lot of respect for each other, uh, and you know, our, in our coaching pieces, and that we're we're all in this together in this uh, team environment. Um, so we work work with a lot of small groups and that too, and it just really really comes through with all again all ages, all ability, all ability levels. So to to make strength really approachable, as we've talked about mm-hmm. in many ways, and uh, you know, again, the, back to the kettlebell for a second too that. There's no no excuse not to have a kettlebell, a pull-up yeah. rack, you know, probably a barbell too. I would, in my opinion, but at least a kettlebell. Go and uh, get a you know one kettlebell like the Russian military did back in 
you know, World War yep. II, get get one bell and learn to move that thing. And that's that's where I started back on my path with, um, you know, not being ready to do a barbell stuff, but but doing that kettlebell programming really uh, lit me back up again. So a lot of people, it's just a nice nice lead inner to say you, you just don't have any excuse not to do that and make it. Make it accessible. Make it so you literally have to stumble over that thing to go, you know, go go hit some swings, go hit yep. some presses, uh, whatever it is. Go and go and move your body. Yeah, well, right? I think you know what I think too. Like I said, it, it, whatever it is, it ignites a fire within your mind, man. Uh, if you're really pressing, and I don't mean overhead, I'm talking pressing on things and letting it hit you back and you and you return it twice as hard you know we talked about aggression and all that a lot of society doesn't want to see that let me tell you something if i didn't have that weight room i probably would have been put away years ago i don't have the disposition a lot of times outside like i used to for a few reasons because i see a level level of disrespect now that i i never thought i would see um, there's a lot of people out there that could care less about even saying hello to you. I'm always very friendly to people. When I address somebody, I address them with respect. There's a lot of things. And when you live a disciplined life, we were talking about discipline earlier, and we have a code of standards. I know we all do. They might be a little bit different, but if you look at the basic roots of it, we're probably pretty close, all right? You're not going to see a lot of that, and that's where I have – a problem these days. Um, I know they say, well, you got to look away from a lot of things. Well, no, you don't. Um, and this is some of the great things physical culture teaches you. It teaches you loyalty. It teaches you to go after things, goals, fulfill them. Get knocked down a thousand times before, after the thousandth and one, you make the grade. All right? Learn to persevere. Learn to be kind to people. And if you don't have to be because of something, well, then you learn how to handle that, how to handle someone that maybe is giving you a hard time or not showing you respect or they're put-down artists. What I'm saying, folks, is you can build yourself bulletproof with this stuff. And when you do things like that, let me tell you, the world's going to be a hell of a lot easier, and you're not going to, you know, get sucked in. You see a lot of these kids. I mean, heroin is so big with ODing. So many things now that catch kids and kill them or mess them up so bad, you know, they can't function in the world. I'm not saying weightlifting is always going to be 100% going to keep you out of everything. There's bad apples in our gang, too. But what I am saying is this, if you give yourself the opportunity and you have people like John and myself and everybody else affiliated with Eminem, I can tell you, you're going to have a hell of a chance to go and do what you want to do. And if you don't want to go and lift an Icelandic stone or you don't want to throw a caber, that's okay. It's okay. You maybe you want to be the strongest guy walking around your neighborhood. Maybe you want to be the guy that will help anybody when they need somebody to move stuff. You can use it for all different things, but the point is there's one word you're going to get out of this whole thing. Better. All right, John, it's yours. Yeah, I totally totally agree. I love I love hearing it and I just don't think that's talked no. about enough. I think that's just been lost in the you know decades now really too that it's just such an afterthought or just 
Um, thankfully, it does seem like it, you know the industry's moving away from so much of the glamour yep. side of things and um, the diet yeah. fads and stuff. People are getting that. The message is getting out. Um, you know, other programs like CrossFit, for for better or worse, have have brought that up uh, and the barbell back in in style, or whatever, and and seeing ladies doing incredible yeah. things uh, with with lifting and and I, w- I want to see that momentum just keep keep building and getting more people, of course, in exposed to it and like you know we've said in many ways too not just a uh, be a dabbler i don't want someone ideally we, we talk right out of the gate where do you yep. want to be in you know at least a 90 day if you you can't if we can't talk about that we probably don't you know we're not at the right place if it's just an aesthetic goal or just that i want to make sure that we're thinking long term and that this is going to be part of your life that that you you buy into this enough or trust me enough to say this is going to be you know a lifetime thing or at least we're looking at you know out of the gate if possible at least within a a year what's what's what we're capable of doing and that that's not a doesn't have to be a hard conversation and doesn't have to be something that's just grinding hard all the time as as you know or anybody who's made it um you know years into the the iron game it's got to be some ebbs oh, and flows yeah. and life stuff happens and you, you have to roll with it. And, you know, and again, I just keep keep finding ways myself and, and just to inspire our members that we don't give up on them, but just keep showing up. And, um, you know, that's that's just part of my journey that I, uh, again, I'm really proud of. Just, just I keep yeah. showing up yeah. and uh, I don't make excuses. I'll do something. I I keep moving that way, and I just can't imagine, like you said, to get stand out of trouble. Nah, everything it, it really, it, it's a discipline. I don't care. I see with my nieces and nephews. You don't have to be a hard ass. Kids like discipline, man. And you and you lead yeah. and you lead by example. Leaders lead, man, with right. attitude. Um, I've got a couple questions, and we'll wrap up the show, and we'll get you on because when we get off here, I want to check to see if we didn't, if this thing, it's showing recording, but I didn't like what we saw coming through the internet. But let's let's go with this. Okay. Number one, give me a couple um, lifters, whether it was as a kid today. Who do you and you know? It doesn't have to be everybody, but a couple people you admire in strength. Uh, who would you? Who give me a couple that you like? Oh uh, man, in in the current uh, you know strength world, i i don't have I don't have a huge um, you know person that's that's really out there in that. Besides, you know, in the in the past, it was some of those those uh, things that yeah. Arnold was doing um you know some of the up and coming highland games guys to being being much more multi-dimensional kind of healthy mm-hmm. all around and not just that kind of mass yep. move mass yep. attitude um, definitely some some changes going on and and to be part of that it's just really you know a lot of fun to, to be able to to share that with people too um you know some of the dance stuff dan john oh, yeah. putting out yep. over the years uh was was always really inspirational and saying oh this is you know a different different way of looking at things and and his his style of teaching just really resonated with me too. But yeah, I can't think of one like any particular That's right. athlete. That's not a problem. So that way, um, yeah. Where do you see yourself six months to a year from now? What do you what do you think you're going to be doing? Man, hopefully the same thing. Hopefully, uh, just a little a little wiser and always uh, you know getting getting out there connecting. I, I am starting to do yep. more teaching. With strong, strong first, and someone on my own, I, I, I like training other trainers, getting out there and, and impacting, kind of taking that challenge on. 
uh, you know, working with with people in the Mace community sure. like Kelly Manzone would be be something on my on my list going out and and traveling and teaching. I've been been able to been fortunate enough to do some of that now and just expose more people to again all the physical culture pieces and and the Mace just being something that really resonated with me too. Ah, so um, getting getting more Maces and getting people swinging well with the Mace would be awesome as well as just just in my own local community making sure I'm not losing sight of what I can do and who I can impact and I I have you you've talked a lot about the youth sure. populations and I've always had a place in working with youth strength coaching in um, the high school level and we have a youth program in our gym but doing more with with our youth and um, different education um, you know events and things like that too I'm just just about getting out impacting yep. the community so seeing that grow in in our area here would be you know really the biggest biggest win oh I that's guess, a too. big win um two people if you haven't friended them you ought to friend uh paul firepower gray and douglas graham um those are two okay. people mace wise and stuff um i think kelly just did a big thing with paul paul they both are out in the uk um and he was just here in the states doing a workshop with kelly in connecticut so um you know, good people. Uh, I would tell you, befriend them and tell them I sent you if you want. They're uh, they're both on the show. They've been on and stand up guys. Let me tell you, um, John. Why don't you give out all your information? Um, when you're done, I will give out mine. Just hang on the line and we'll get something set up, sir. Sure. Again, just uh, empoweredstrength.com is my website. We do have a lot of uh, you know vlog and blog content. I'm always happy to put out more if people have questions it just uh always sparks some interest and kind of creative energy there too and uh again just my empowered strength uh especially on instagram and facebook and then my own uh under odin throwing is what i'm under for instagram and then just my name um uh john odin for facebook too. Uh, we, you know we uh, got a blog yeah. here if you're ever interested we would be more than happy to put up an article or two if you want that's uh that's an invitation. If you'd like to, you're welcome. A lot of people do. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. Also, too, to invest in the company, that's out on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Um, that's Prosperity Consciousness. Also, too, go out and... Uh, Listen to any one of our close to 1,000 shows out on motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. I'll tell you one thing. I don't know anybody that puts content out for free like us. It's unbelievable stuff. That, the blog, everything. This place is just massive content. Uh, Also, sign up for a free newsletter on motivationandmuscle.com. It goes right to my MailChimp account. Away we go. Also, too, once we talk about investment again, go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Um, sign up. Uh, you can call me uh, if you'd like to do some business, some advertising here. Let's do it. We're going to be around for a long time, and that's the idea. Let's make money for one another and help people in the process. Also, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, um, Real Men. Real strength, real power. If there's a show you'd like John and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.RR.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten all along. We're also now on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. 
Um, if you want to get us in your car, AHA directory, that's called AHA. Um, if someone seeks you out in the concrete jungle or the gym, five words can change their lives forever. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are going through, folks. You just don't know. Also, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, squat it, press it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great hoose of steel stone crusher says in blood red, domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, brother, and it's gaining momentum and height every day. Also, to Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. He'd walk everybody to the door and say, keep smiling. Say that on your best or worst day or just walk around and say it. I will guarantee you will have a grin from ear to ear. John, my father, and Frank, we talk about great men, and I miss them all dearly, believe me. Also, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. Stick with us. Tell your friends about us. Pass out. Send the shows out. We're going to be here for 30 years, and we hope you'll be with us because we need you and you need us. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. How many people would say that in today's world? And before we sign off with John, you know, we talk about winners, champions, and unstoppable, and I say this over and over, Now I have gotten some heat for it, but don't hang around people that are going to put you down, man. I know, you know, we all take constructive criticism. That's the way the world is, but you don't have to take it, and you don't have to stick around for it either if you don't want it. What I'm saying is build a group of people that are better than you that are going to teach you things, that are business-oriented if that's what you're doing. Just like John said with training, you know, bring people in. Maybe they only start with a simple 20-pound sandbag. Maybe they start with the smallest kettlebell you got there. My point is this. You have to start. It's just not going to come to you. Life's not going to come to you, tap you on the shoulder, say, I'm here. What do you want? Now, you got to go out and do it. Make your own way. John, I hope you liked it here. It was an honor to have you on. Welcome to the family, and thanks for being on the show, brother. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Awesome opportunity. Anytime, man. So, as I always say, life is asking something from you. That's what you need to do, everybody. So, for John Oden. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.